you know, this year, I feel like every year I have sort of progressively worse and worse opinions about everything but not just everything <laughs> i mean yes that's that's also true you have terrible um lives. but i i i feel like i have my my view of the oscars just gets worse and worse because the show i mean well the show itself or the whole the i mean maybe it's like the, the prestige of of the awards you know mm-hmm. like like there was a certain it at some point there was a certain amount of importance to to the Oscars as like a show and an award. Um, and, and I'm yeah. almost, I'm almost um, convinced at this point that, that everybody takes it almost as seriously as me. <laughs> which yeah. It's not no, very seriously. No, no one takes this. No, barely anyone watches it anymore. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. I, I, the show itself this year, if we're talking about the production of the show, it's as, <laughs> can't curse lousy as any um you know i've seen in terms of the awards themselves are i always find nice and there's always something you know someone you like gets an oscar and that's cool yeah um but for the most part um it could just be because i was younger when i watched the like if, if i really went back and watched the oscars in 2006 or whatever um in their entirety, I'd probably say this is just as much BS as it is now. Uh, you know, I think but. I, I think I also have a worse opinion of, um, of the people in Hollywood too. The more that I, <laughs> that I, that I start to see them more uh, as real people. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's another thing where I think when you're younger, you look at these people more aspirationally and and yeah also when you don't the thing is when you don't see the movies when you don't know about the movies when you're younger you just go wow this is the wondrous world of of affluent rich adults so and their gold art. And... and then you actually see the films and you're like oh bohemian rhapsody roma <laughs> you're like oh god yeah um i mean not to denigrate one of my favorite directors alfonso Cuarón, but you know well, anyways, if you couldn't tell, we're kind of late to the game and unenthusiastic <laughs> about uh, about everything everything Oscars related this year. So um, this is our several week late uh, Oscars recap episode, mm-hmm. um, where we just kind of um, pine about how uh, things are all terrible and we hate everything. Sure, um, maybe. Except there are some things that were that are great, that are fantastic that into the Oscars this year. But um, we will get to that later because uh, first I have to introduce myself and you, Jesus. Yeah, do you have to do the um, ladies and gentlemen? Ladies and gentlemen, whatever. this is. I actually didn't look up what episode this is, um, so I'm sorry about that. <laughs> this is everything comes from something. Um, we are a podcast, um, and you're listening to it right now, so good luck. Uh, I'm Cameron Tuttle, and joining me is Juzo Greenwood. Um, Isaac is not here, but he'll be here uh, next week, and and we can't wait for that, because I haven't been on the show in like two weeks, and uh, I haven't seen Isaac in, it feels like, years. I've, 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 the last three I've done with you, I think. Yeah, I think that's true. And uh, I'd like to do one with him, especially if you guys do another one of those, watch uh, some really esoteric, terrible film with Isaac. Yeah, well, we can't talk about that because um, that's for patrons only. But, oh! Uh, elitist. But we can um, tell you to go support us on patreon.com slash podcast. Um, if you would like to, to, to listen to, um, 
of me and Isaac watching terrible and esoteric movies. Uh, the one that we did was was uh, Soviet propaganda, so that's fun. Um, Soviet, not just Soviet propaganda, wow. but Soviet propaganda that I had to watch um, a minimum of three times in in class. So, uh, if you want to hear Isaac's opinions on that, um, join us at the five dollar level on patreoncom slash everything comes from ECFS podcast. Um, now, Juzo, here's the thing. We've been friends for a very long time. You know me very well, right? I guess so. Okay. And you know, for a very long time, I have been a fan of of a good fellow, uh, a man of great rapport, Bong Joon-ho. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. The director who not only uh, won Best Foreign Film this year, but he also won Best Director. And best picture and screenplay and best free screenplay. Although you know, who cares? Yeah. Um, <laughs> when you win though. the pretty when good. you when you win those other two awards, you know that's yeah. that's kind of the the big ticket. Yeah. Um, so he kind of swept this uh, this year, um, and you know my love for for Bong has has extended um, to from a time where almost nobody has has heard of him, right? Yeah, okay. yeah. Do we both know when we met each other? Had we just seen Snowpiercer, or you, had you seen other? Um, no, you hadn't seen the other ones because I watched them with you. Yeah, yeah. I think we both watched um, Mother together. In fact, for whatever reason, I think I watched a number of them when I was living at SF State for the first time. I watched Mother for the first time, Memories of Murder, Barking Dogs Never Bite. I think I watched. For some reason, I just went through all of his movies at that time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, we don't want to sound like uh, is it hipsters who, who see, but like, I oh, want to. This is the thing: is I want school. to sound like hipsters right but. now because because today I went to church today mm-hmm. and my pastor was talking about parasite. Okay, really, and and I I almost couldn't believe it in in a, in the sense that. Um, that this movie is now so popular that that literally the pastor of my church um, said <laughs> talked about parasite and <laughs> what context did he bring up parasite he he was talking about um, uh, uh, narrative and setups and whatnot it it was kind of tangential um, but in any case um, so but I I wanna I'm I'm not annoyed necessarily. That everybody knows Bong Joon Ho, but I am sort of annoyed because <laughs> because there's a certain sense of bandwagoning that I feel like I've been on the I've been on the wagon for for a very long time. You know, it's been yeah, I've been I've I've been trying to get everybody to it's watch a weird Mother thing for a very long time. People people <laughs> cer- directors jump into the. Um, becoming household names to, yeah, suddenly, the mainstream. and sometimes it's almost feels like we've jumped the gun when it's like we're calling Jordan Peele on the basis of one movie, the next Kubrick or whatever. Right. right. And then, and then sometimes it's someone like Linklater where he did boyhood and then suddenly everyone was talking about Linklater. Right. And I'm well, going, and then nobody like, ever talked about Linklater again, but <laughs> <laughs> Oh God. Yeah. Um, but, but with bong, it was so surprising to me just how much para- when people were starting to say Parasite's going to get nominated for Oscars back in October, I was I was suspicious of this because right, foreign right. films, you know, 
might not even be double digits the number of them that have been nominated for best picture i think maybe only like four or five yeah it's very few and um and one of them is like clint eastwood's japanese movie um well and just to put it out there not foreign films necessarily because there have been there have been british films that have been nominated foreign language uh, but foreign language films yes um and and also the movie is not it's not a typical Oscar type movie. It doesn't have no, the, the gloss of historical self-importance or um, it's a movie that touches on important social issues, but, but not in the way movies generally do. And I think it's kind of a sign of, it's a, a good sign that a movie like Parasite is being recognized for its social commentary and a movie like Bombshell or something like that is being ignored. Right. Because right. that is more the vein of what they like to pick. You know, last yeah, year with yeah. something like Vice, which no one liked, but because it was about Dick Cheney is bad, it got nominated and that's kind of stupid. Um, so I, I was very surprised and, and couldn't even be more surprised when it did so well. well yeah, when it, when it won. I mean, um, and I think, I think what, what actually caught me by surprise most was that like people that I know who are not, who are not like film people necessarily. They're, you know, they're people who are going to maybe see, um, you know, they'll, they'll see the new, uh, Marvel movie and they'll see Star Wars, mm-hmm. but um, you know, basically, other than that, that's kind of their, um, that's kind of their extent of, of yeah. what they see as far as movies. Yeah. Like they were talking about Parasite as if it was something that they, um, well, before it came out, they they were talking about it like that it's something that they wanted to go see, um, as well as like. I feel like it snuck up in a certain way, um, especially on me because I I was excited, I was excited for it because it was Bong's new movie. You know, yeah, um, I've been excited about it for years. I, I when liked, I heard the title "Parasite" yeah. by Bong, I'm like, okay, I'm in. Yeah, I liked I, I liked Oakjaw a lot, um, and and obviously I've been a big fan of his his other movies, and and so you know. I, it was it was on the list for me of like okay you know I'm really excited for this to come out it's gonna be probably gonna be one that I that I really love um, but when I, but when everybody else was talking about it I was like what like like it, why it, how do you know how do you know this movie like who why, do you know this movie why do you from? think that is why do you think that this is the movie where because there have been great foreign films foreign language films in the last couple of years great independent films that have just completely got under the radar and movies even this year you know you'd think a movie with starring tom hanks about mr rogers that was a genuinely great movie by this one of the best younger directors working people would go and see and people just didn't care about it didn't get barely got any nominations so what is it about parasite that it somehow hit the mainstream well i'm i think this is kind of what i want to gear this this conversation towards because um i think there might be a lot of I think there might be a couple different factors, um, but I really think what it was 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 kind of a um, a weird grassroots um, sort of word of mouth mm-hmm. um, campaign of people being like, "Oh, this movie is fantastic," you know, mm-hmm. and and recommending and in in and a way cold, that usually they're telling people, about yeah, yeah, exactly, and and in a way that um, I think only. 
only a couple other movies in recent memory have sort of broken through the um you know there are movies that there are movies that everybody sees mm-hmm. um and then there's which are the ones that I basically mentioned so mm-hmm. the Marvel movies and Star Wars yes um and then there's everything else basically you know and everything else kind of uh it it exists in a realm of like maybe a handful of people will see it, you know, not very many people that you know will will see it. Yeah, unless it's a really you're big kind of auteur, in... people will go see something right. like Tarantino or Nolan. Right, exactly. Um, but but most of the time, it's kind of just um, the big franchises, and that's 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 it. Yeah. But it felt like it was the first time since. Um, well, us earlier than earlier this year, actually. Yeah, us. Um, us was us is less surprising because he had a big movie before, and he's also Peel was a household name before he made Get Out too. Right. Um, I mean, and us is also a genuinely great movie. Yeah. Um, and interestingly, kind of parallels Parasite and being about the rich and poor and sure, sure. the underclass yeah. and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, my my reasoning for Parasite success is is. I think it somehow weds the kind of pure entertainment sensibilities that a lot of people go to the movies for it, because it, it is a movie of just pure thrills and adrenaline and, right, right. and it's as fun and entertaining as a Marvel movie. But on top of that, you're getting a, a sensibility that for most people who don't go to a lot of foreign language movies probably have never experienced. So you're getting this combination of something that feels familiar enough to get into that maybe a movie like um you know mustang or or one of these other foreign movies from previous years wouldn't appeal to but also um something that feels to these people new and um and also touches on things that people can relate to in american society just as much as in korean society right 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 um and i and i think I think part of it has to do with the fact that it's, like you said, just a an incredibly fun movie and and a testament to to Bong's um, like incredible talent as a filmmaker, mm-hmm. um, because he made a movie that that um, works as like a thrill ride the entire time, mm-hmm. and I think in the same way that you know how they always talk about the movies that do really well in China are the ones that are are visual and you can you can you know it's not a lot of talking necessarily but you can right. really you feel mean the American the, films that do yes, well. Yes, exactly, right. exactly. That 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 carry overseas. Interesting. Yeah. So um, you mean that this one carries in a way to yeah, an I American so. audience in a way. Yeah, that's I, I think so. Yeah. That's a good way of putting it. Um yeah, just because it is so um it's so clear how it's how it's made, it's so clear that um these are the stakes, these are the the sort of um he he uses a lot of visual storytelling in order to to get his point across right and i think that caught in a in a particularly um compelling way in this in this movie um but at the same time i'm still sort of um shocked that it was so ubiquitous you know what i mean like i'm i'm shocked that it was so um it almost got to the level of um, of hype that some I I don't know v- very many movies get to, and and so like I'm 
I'm kind of even even something I was thinking about this even something like Moonlight right um, Moonlight was not a very well um, uh, it it wasn't like not everybody saw Moonlight no, until it was not after a, it, was, it was not a popular movie until way. after the Oscars really yeah. and even then if I mean you, I don't know if we can look up the grosses but I don't it, Moonlight it didn't did make not do nearly much. as well as Parasite where Parasite is. Is it pushing two hundred million? It's doing something like last time I checked, it was one hundred and seventy million. Or yeah, I mean so, something yeah. that's insane for uh, a movie from South Korea. Um, but but I I bring up Moonlight because um, it had a certain s- similarity in the in the cultural sense about um, like people talked about it like it was it. it People talk about it like we talked it, about it like it was the second coming of Jesus for one thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, and also they kind of talk about it um, still, like uh, you know, like it's the best movie, uh, you know, made of the decade. Which, um, by the way, if, if I'm talking about comparing it to Jesus's second coming, I'd put Moonlight closer to that because Parasite. <laughs> I, I was kind of down on Parasite whenever the last time we recorded. Um, I didn't see it again, but I think I would probably. I would be a little less harsh on it. I just, I think I mainly, I, it's almost like a, it was just responsive to how much it's, you know, it's the, it's the highest rated film on Letterboxd of all time. Right, and I, right, and it, right. to me, I just look at that. I'm like, okay, like calm down a little bit. It's still great, but um, I don't know. I think people probably overrate it just because it's, it's the first one of its kind they're seeing. It's it's a different kind of movie they're seeing. So, sure, so yeah. Like, I've never seen anything yeah. like this. Meanwhile, I'm going like, okay, but Mother to me is much more a deeper movie with of characterization, and it's much more interesting and um, emotionally involving. And I would say the same about Snowpiercer and some of his other movies as well. Yeah, and but. and it's weird. It is weird too because I think Snowpiercer almost has a um, a more uh, interesting and visually dynamic. I don't know if it's a better movie necessarily, but it's got a more interesting and visually dynamic. Um, uh, it's got like a beat and a rhythm to it that is like so unique for a movie that I've really never seen. Um, yeah. And and it's so visually striking that things will like s- just stick with you yeah. in the same way that I think Mother uh, does the same thing. Um, and, and it's not that parasite doesn't do that but it's also like why didn't why didn't his other films catch on in in the same way well, you know what i mean i have like, an answer for snowpiercer well sure yeah and it's harvey it's harvey weinstein yeah, yeah. Um, he for anyone who doesn't know he's he screwed over that movie's release because that was a, a movie with chris evans at the height of his captain america right uh him playing captain america it, it that could have been a successful movie but harvey weinstein who was producing it was unhappy with uh, Bong not cutting the movie the way he wanted, so he screwed up the release of the movie, so almost no one saw it. Um, and and by the way, I should say about Snowpiercer, I probably had the experience that a lot of people are having with Parasite watching Snowpiercer, where it feels like this new thing you had never seen before. Right. And I and I say that also to clarify that it's not just a new thing of seeing a movie in a different language or seeing a movie with Asian people, because Parasite ever Snowpiercer is a movie that's in the English language. And stars Chris Evans, but still the feeling of the movie is so different. I remember seeing it after yeah. seeing some American action movies, and and there are so many things in that movie that are so crazy and and violent, and out there in a way that you would never see an American director. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and it's 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 interesting because um, 
there have been a couple times. I think this time, this period might, might be looked back as sort of um, um, uh, Korean new wave. Um, I think you could call it. Oh, definitely um, with yeah Park and and Kim Ji Woon and yeah. Lee Chang Dong, all those guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, and probably I guess since two thousand um, could be seen mm-hmm. as as Korean new wave. Um, that was both of their breakouts. Yeah, the yeah. first big Park movie and Bong's first movie. Yeah, um, and in the same way that you've seen sort of from all of the different international new wave movements, um, you've seen filmmakers cross over into into hollywood um and i'm i'm a little um like i i want i want bong to soar in into the highest heights of, of course. things of course. um i want him like you said after the oscars like i i can't wait for his blank check movie right. you know right. um i that'd be i'm i'm really excited about that but at the same time, I don't want him to be, um, uh, like, I don't want his wings to be clipped by Hollywood. Yeah, of in course. the same way, of course. Um, in the way that that maybe someone like, um, uh, I'm forgetting his name now, but the the director of Face Off. Um, oh, John Woo. Yes, yes, John Woo. Uh, in the same way that someone like John Woo, who was, who was at, at his at his peak, he was making, you know, the, the best Hong Kong action movies. Um, and then even when he came over to, to do Hollywood films, um, they were crazy and out there and face off and absolutely incredible. Um, and now he's kind of relegated to not doing. Yeah. I I mean, I haven't seen so many of his movies recently, but I know he did some movies back in, hong kong he did this epic thing and so i'm not sure if, if those are good or not um but yeah some people have a certain period where they're they're just flying really hot and then they yeah. kind of cool off a little bit bong to me i don't know he he's been pretty great from the beginning yeah his consistent. first movie isn't amazing but it's quite good and then after that uh you know memories of murder is a great movie and then ev- basically everyone after that is at worst very good and at best like a masterpiece right right um but i'm i'm but i don't i don't think he's gonna be um messed up by hollywood because he seems like he has a very good command of trading back and forth between doing movies in english doing them within the system and then going back to korea um and being able to um and to have his voice completely preserved in movies like Okja and Snowpiercer and yeah. then go back uh, to make a movie like Parasite. So I feel like he, he he's in a zone where he can just do whatever he wants in whatever language he wants. He said he's writing movies in English. He's writing movies in Korean. Um, so yeah, I, I, I have, uh, he seems like someone like Fincher where, where he mm. just is going to be great as long as he lives. I hope so. I mean, that's, I, I yeah. hope that's, that's the case. Cause yeah. I mean, and he seems like such a nice man too. I yeah, that, he, not that he matters, but so sweet. That him, him giving those speeches. It was in the midst of all this kind of nonsense of the Oscars that we just sat around making fun of, which we can talk <laughs> about because that was we. That's the fun part is watching with you guys. Um, but him going up and talking about. I mean, I think his speech where he won Best Director and he 
um, thank Martin Scorsese and he talked about the quote. Yeah. That might be the best Oscar speech I've ever seen. Yeah, that I, was. I agree. I've never been actually almost like moved to tears by someone giving Oscar speech, but him shouting out Scorsese and everyone giving him a standing ovation. That was like a genuinely like a movie moment. It was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I I was happy, to, even though it was probably my fourth or fifth favorite movie of the nominees, I was happy to see it win because I felt like it it meant something in a way that Scorsese has won before, you know. Right. Tarantino, it would be nice to see win because he's never won Best Picture, and I think his movie was the best one this mm. year. Um, but again, he's won before. He's at a place where he can do whatever he wants. Yeah. Scorsese, Scorsese the same thing. But with, um, with Bong you know, this really catapults him into another level where he's going to be operating on a Christopher Nolan level where, where every movie he makes is going to be, unless he makes a string of bombs, which won't happen. Um, every movie he makes is going to be an event. Now every movie he makes, people are going to go out and see in droves. Yeah, um, I think that's true. Um, at least for the first one or two, probably. He can ride this wave for for one or two more, and if he well, has, if they're the, very good. That's the if thing, he has it... the sort of success that he had with yeah. with Parasite. I think it's I think it's going to be unstoppable. Yeah. Um. He. I don't know if he's because this is the thing. It's like, um. The most accessible, um, the most accessible movie, um, like the the one on Netflix, and I don't mean accessible in like viewing wise. I mean it like like. The easiest one to access mm-hmm. is yeah. is Okja. Um, oh yeah, Bong. Of, yeah, uh, of of Bongs. Yeah. Um, and so I think people go back to Okja, and and while I think it's a great movie, I think it's it's a lot of fun, and you can see the the elements of his his style throughout it. Uh-huh. I do think it's it's one of his. Um, it doesn't elevate towards the level of of his of some of his other movies right i think i agree i watched this watch again recently and it's it's a shaky movie in places yeah it's also incredibly moving and it's and the ending is it's it's a pretty devastating movie it, yeah it's, it is. it's very funny in places but it also gets very dark um in the same way of parasite it 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 says things and it, there's commentary but in a way that's not hit you over the nose with it um but it's still, it's, I think, unless, you know, don't show it to your kids, maybe, because it'll <laughs> give them nightmares, but um, it's definitely worth seeing. And no, it is. It Netflix is. Too. But what I mean is, is since it doesn't, like, let's say that the movie on Netflix was was Mother, right? Like, it was, it, oh, you just saw Parasite. Now you want to go, you know, watch another Bong movie, mm-hmm. and, um, and, and they give you Mother. Like, I think that is, that's, like, to cement you basically as a bong fan for life you know what i mean like if you watched those two movies back to back but if you watch if you watch um parasite and then you watch oaksha you're like oh you know that was that was good that was you know pretty good Mm. but um you know but i don't know if i'm i don't know if i'm gonna be there for for the next for the next one i mean i hope that is the case i hope people we're gonna be there we we are yeah but i hope that the normal consumer who you know was really interested in parasite is gonna be is gonna be there and willing to to sort of right go support his his next movie the key key is to follow up with a second great popular movie yeah exactly like christopher nolan had a pretty good chance of people following him 
to whatever after I did Dark Knight. But then doing Dark Knight and then Inception, right? Then it's right. sealed. Then yes, everyone yes, will see whatever exactly. you do. Exactly. Whereas someone like Linklater doing Boyhood and then following that up with Everybody Wants Some, <laughs> then everyone just jumped ship and his movies have been doing terribly. Yeah. Um, I mean, some of them weren't as good, but um, it, it sort of, it does speak to how much fickle the audience is. And yeah. And depending on how, how good you are. But uh, but I, I, I have faith that Bong, given the expectation that's now placed on him and given how particular he is about the movies he makes, I feel like I have very good expectations for whatever he does next yeah no i agree i i'm i'm excited to see his career and i think i think he has he's always been one of my favorite directors and i've always had a really um soft spot in my heart for especially korean movies that had come out um sort of like we saw the handmaiden together that's um, and and that's park chan wook and and i th- i thought it was really even though it's kind of a weird story and it doesn't really it <laughs> doesn't an really insane movie but it's delightful <laughs> it, it doesn't really i think narratively um it kind of falls off for me but the mm-hmm. um the style and the visuals and and everything everything that i've come to love about about you know these korean directors is like is like carried through in that movie mm-hmm. and so like i'm excited to see where he goes too um and i hope i hope he catches park you mean yeah yeah, um, yeah i hope he we have we we still need to watch his miniseries he did a miniseries with florence Pugh and michael shannon but um and we're not just lumping these guys together just because they're korean they're they're not just contemporaries but they're also friends them yeah. and i think maybe kim ji-woon is part of that group too but definitely park and bong like there's a video of bong in the criterion closet and he's talking about how Park borrowed his copy of some movie and he and he still hasn't returned it or whatever. <laughs> so they're they're like they're they're pals. Um, well, and not just that. I mean, I think I think if you see if you see their careers together, the like I th- I think they've got. Um, I have I haven't been able to put my finger on it necessarily, but they they do something stylistically and visually that I think is a very unique perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know quite what it is. I'm not sure I can necessarily. Um, it's uh, like a combination of of beautiful visuals, precise vision, but also kind of a a very dark black sense of humor and a timing that is kind of impeccable. Yeah, and, and sudden off, violence and off, yeah. almost. Um, so you're, it's in constant suspense of like whether you're gonna laugh at something or yeah. or be d- horribly disturbed by something. Right, right. Um, I mean, Parasite, for as dark as it gets, it's it's I, it might have had my biggest laugh of any movie this year, which is when the father picks up the bloody <laughs> oh, napkin. I love it. It's so funny. I, I remember in the theater, I think I was laughing like into the minutes of the next scene <laughs> just because it was his face. That song, that song Kang Ho, was so funny. Um. But anyway, but yeah. So I, I mean, I think I, I honestly think um, this is this will be referred to as Korean new wave in a in maybe twenty years, yeah. you know. Um, and I hope it continues. I mean, I think I think I think Bong Joon Ho is is one of the best working directors. So yeah. Um, now, do you want to talk about uh, everything else that is not good? <laughs> well, I mean. Well, yeah, the thing is, I guess we on other episodes, we've talked about a number. I mean, this is a pretty 
pretty good year for the Oscar. It is choices. Yeah. Yes, yes. As much as people were upset about certain things, some of which I agree with, some I don't. Um, there's some of the who, who are the acting stuffs people are pissed about. Lupita Nyong'o. Yeah, I think that, that I mean, was that, that's, that she should have been a hundred percent. She should have won. It was the be- I mean, it was the best performance of the year. Absolutely. It was yeah, and and certainly in that category. I mean, yeah. Renee Zellweger going up and and. <laughs> Not only winning for a mediocre movie, but then giving the most rambling speech that even um, we we, had, I, we invited my aunt and uncle to the Oscar party for the first time this year, and that was so fun because my aunt was just roasting everyone, uh, and and uh, and when she, and it's, literally she was telling Renee Zellweger to get off the stage when she was giving that rambling speech. Yeah. Um, like Joaquin Phoenix gave a rambling speech, but it was. He felt like he he knew what he was talking about. He wasn't just making it up on the on the spot. Yeah, but yeah, I guess. Um, yeah, I remember. Uh, I think she said, uh, "Don't they have note cards or like? Don't they haven't they written this out?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You would think you would think, every person who won the acting categories was a a shoe in. There were no surprises, so you'd think these yeah. people would prepare. Yeah, yeah. Speeches and Laura Dern. It was like she had a nice, you know, concise speech and and. Uh, and Brad Pitt, he's been killing it on every speech he does. I liked Laura Dern's speech, even though she always comes across as um, uh, disingenuous. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. I I don't want to be supposed to be very nice. Per- Everyone says she's really nice. I don't want to be uncharitable to her. Yeah. Um, but she always she always seems to me like um, to be. I feel like she would just be an annoying. Uh, person i don't know it could just be her characters because she just plays in in marriage story in last jedi i assume in big little lies she plays these characters who are kind of um i don't know not incredibly incredibly likable (laughs) i guess you're supposed to like her in last jedi yeah whatever um she has a pretty cool scene where she blows up the ship or whatever (laughs) um but i mean that was a ridiculous win too i mean that was just one where her and zelliger and Brad Pitt, in in a way, it, it, they're all sort of honorary awards at the at the yeah, same time. Where yeah. where it's you haven't won an Oscar or you haven't won in a long time, and we're just gonna give it to you because it feels like your year. And I'm not crazy about that. Brad Pitt, it's fine because that genuinely was a great performance. Yeah, um, yeah. that was a deserving win. But the a lot of these awards were like last year they're gonna give one to Glenn Close, and then it was nice they gave it to Olivia Coleman because she was so delightful. Um. Yeah, but, the best acting categories, whatever. Yeah. Um, but what? What? Uh, the, we're gonna talk about the best pictures, or? Yeah, I mean, I think <laughs> I I said when when the lineup was announced that this was probably the best best picture list since maybe like two thousand seven. Uh, I don't know, twenty thirteen or twenty thirteen was good. Yeah, it was this early. The twenty thirteen was like before uh, no not before midnight 12 years of slave her nebraska yeah, yeah you know it was all those but they got they got a solid half of the best movies of the year you know yeah um, and the ones the ones that they didn't i mean are kind of no surprise anyways yeah us you know? for whatever reason it's just the weird thing is like i think Get they Out just don't like horror films you know like i think i think it is i think there's something about horror films except for that, Get out which is just but it's not anomaly. it's not really I mean yeah well get out was a kind of a horror film but it was like a zeitgeist movie where and it's less you know. it's less of a horror movie than than us is yeah and also people inexplicably don't like us as much i was just looking at the imdb score it's like 6.9 yeah 
Really? Yeah, it's baffling. I don't wow. understand that at all. I mean, I if you like Get Out, I don't understand why you wouldn't like us at least as much or more. Um, yeah. But whatever. Um, <laughs> we talked about us on at least two episodes, I think. Um, yeah, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood... I think was the best. Did you? No, your favorite was the Irishman. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, but I think it could go back and forth. Honestly, I mean, yeah, both fantastic. Um, Ford v Ferrari. I've I've since we recorded the top ten, it's jumped so much higher into my list. <laughs> I just love that movie. I've seen it twice since then. Um, it's it's um, not just not just in the way that I like the world of the movie. I just like the vibe of watching the movie watching cars go fast, that sort of <laughs> lowbrow kind of aspect of it. But I also think it's it's incredibly moving, and I think every every aspect of it is so precise and mm. well-made mm. and and um, just just simple compositions. Like I was just – there's a shot where Ken Miles comes out, and he's drinking coffee, and you see the storm starting behind him, and just that. You're like, wow, that's beautiful, you know? It's yeah. just a simple thing. Um, so, you know, that, that was nice. That won some technical awards. Um, I don't know what else is there. What do we? Well, I think I w- I w- would you want to say what are the movies that that kind of you felt like maybe deserved to get up there? Because I, in my mind, yeah. in my mind, I think Waves is a um, is an in- incredible movie and is is probably better than than most of what was yeah yes. what was nominated. But at the same time. There's absolutely no way it was it, it was happening. You know, I, I remember thinking earlier in the year, Waves could have a shot because it's like this movie that's great and it's touches on important issues, sort of. Not that that's important in terms of quality, but in terms of the Academy, it's important. Um, and I thought, you know, I thought it would it would it would sort of sneak in the way something like parasite or moonlight would sneak in where people would say this is this amazing movie that you need to check out but it just completely it went the opposite where people just completely ignored it so it's it's sort of hard to predict these these things of why people you know latch onto a certain movie or not um i mean it is quite experimental like you can understand why something like parasite would be more popular but i guess um, i mean is it is it that experimental it's i mean i think it is in the way that's not narrative driven like well, no, it it is. It is kind it's of very but, narrative driven, but less so. It's it's less driven in a way of like one scene, you know, carries the story forward to the next. It's much more an experience movie. It's much more a movie, yeah, about yeah. putting you in the heads of the characters. Um, yeah, but so, I, I mean, I don't it, know. It's not a defense of why it shouldn't be nominated, but but I I I guess I could see why it wasn't popular. But I think, I think there was. With it not doing as well, or with it not doing well at all, to be honest, um, and there was just no talk about it. Like I could see it, just it was not going to happen. You know, it was too maybe too small a movie, maybe too insignificant a movie. Um, no name, people even though, really. Yeah. Even though it's, I mean, it's it's not a small movie and not insignificant at all. You know, but it came out and and almost everyone who sees it seems to really like it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if, if you haven't seen it, check it out. Um, I think that's, that's kind of the only one for me that I, I do wish, um, you I mean, know, got there. Yeah. But. Yeah. I wish a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Um, 
Are we going to talk about the whole controversies about female directors and stuff? Is that, or is that just boring? Uh, I mean, we can. It's because not... I, I only say that in response to Mr. Rogers' movie because that's by Mariel Heller. And I, and I just I think it's so funny how people, they put all their stock behind just nominating. They, they all, it's just Greta Gerwig. Everyone's talking about Greta Gerwig. Yeah. And her lousy. Uh, there was a ton of people that I saw. I mean, not a ton, actually. Only like a couple who were yeah. talking about the the director of Hustlers. <laughs> yeah, Hustlers was mediocre. I just like these movies. And, and Or you see people where they name every movie directed by a woman in the year and saying, look at all these movies. They ignore it. And it's like to put all these movies next to it, to put the, the absolute mediocrity of little women and hustlers and uh, the souvenir and other, and, I mean, people are going to disagree with me not liking portrait of a lady on fire. Cause everyone likes that movie, but next to something like Mariel Heller, where she's making this movie that again, feels like something that no one else is making this. Old, I just watched it again last night the movie is so brilliantly made. It's it's very subtle. It's not it's uh it's not visually flashy, but the whole movie is is almost imitates the the feeling of Mister Rogers, mm. um and and she she gets to the core of who he was in this like really interesting way that you don't see in a lot of biopics. You see, I don't know if the Academy is like um right for for subtlety. You know what I mean? No, no. I don't think they uh. Or audiences, because also the yes, movies have yeah, to do well for, yeah. for them to get nominated. So if no one saw that movie, it, it's like the Steve Jobs movie, where even though you have the pedigree of important person, in this case Tom Hanks, you know, people don't, uh, people just ignore. It. But but that that was one that felt like a snub. One that I didn't get to talk about because I hadn't seen when we did our best of the year is um, Clint Eastwood's movie Richard Jewell. Mm, yeah. Um, this is funny because I, I saw it with my, my parents and, and they really weren't crazy about it. They really, they're like, really? You thought this was great? But I, I was not dissuaded whatsoever by their, by their reticence about the movie. I think it's, I think it's a great film. Very simple movie though. Very simple character study. It's almost theatrical. It's almost like a play. Um, but just, he just puts you there with this this guy who's been falsely accused, this security guard mm. uh, who's accused of bombing the Olympics, and um, it's an incredible performance. He should have been nominated. The guy who played Richard Jewell, um, Paul Walter Hauser. The only nomination it got was for Kathy Bates, who should have won. I mean, she's far better than Laura Dern. <laughs> um, and uh, I mean, it's impressive that Clint Eastwood made it while well, he's eighty nine years old. But I would say that for any you know, whoever made it because it, it's it's just a great um it's it's a very moving film i, I was just very surprised by it because clint i don't think he's made a lot of good movies recently and, and some not that great but this one it was like for whatever reason it all just came together and, and it was a really strong movie um again didn't do very well his regular audience didn't come out to see usually his movies do inexplicably well sure no matter how bad they are um, but this one, it kind of, I guess it didn't have a big star or whatever. So no one, it, it, I think it lost money. It was a bomb, but I don't know. Anything else? No, I mean, <laughs> is this really all we're just going to, do you want to talk about the show? Cause this is the, I think the most, the most boring aspect of the Oscars. The show has gotten so much worse. Like these past couple of years, the show is I'm just trying like, to think if, if, 
but it's just almost awful to watch. It's like really. I agree, but but watch. Were, was was it always bad though? Was it always maybe? Loud? I mean, it could be because I'm I'm trying to think back to the show is always completely forgettable. I remember moments and speeches. There are things you remember. Like I remember just that the guy who won um the the uh, is he Polish director who who won best foreign film one time and and he he spoke so long. And they tried to play him off, and they played the music, and they kept playing it, and he kept talking, and then finally he beat the music. He just kept talking. It was amazing. <laughs> I like I remember that from six years ago or whenever that was. But for the most part, it's just a lot of. It doesn't stick with you, and even this show that I watched half a month ago, already I'm straining to remember exactly what what happened. Like Janelle Monae came out and did an opening number. It was kind of embarrassing. I think it was a bad song, <laughs> and she sang. And then it was it was like all the movies that weren't nominated, and she was singing about how the Oscars are so white, and she, she like she was giving out all these sort of like the the she w- she was making note of all the um, controversies. They really about the love Oscars. to flagellate themselves, don't but they? But it's not fla- it's yeah it's it's yeah it's they're they're. It's just such a phony thing to do when you, you ignore all these movies. You ignore us completely. You ignore all these movies. And then it's then. But the honor is they get to dance in their costumes at the beginning of the show. It's just, it's so it's such meaningless nonsense. Like, I don't I don't know why they. Like, wouldn't it be better if they just said, like, no, these are the movies that we're, we're nominating, you know? Like, why would they why would they pretend to give this sort of, like, um, like half apology almost? Like, oh, we're sorry we didn't nominate the, <laughs> you know, they, There's these a lot movies. of like, like worry what? in the Academy, I think, about them being... Which is so out funny. of touch yeah exactly yeah. that they're going i mean like, they oh, are out of people touch. think we're out of touch now it's like yeah yeah but they are we've but, been thinking that for years no but but, but, but but isn't that their point isn't that why they're literally the academy <laughs> they're yeah, like they're, they're trying themselves they're yeah they're trying to be out of touch they're trying but not out of touch in a way that's like um uh i guess in the way that that we think of it where they're out of touch but they're trying to be out of touch in like we're better than you basically um but no, I, I don't know about to, that i don't know they about need to that. lean they're into just a, that they're just a product of whatever is publicized whatever whatever movies get their attention every year i mean i don't i don't think there's as much an agenda of there's not an agenda of elitism there I, is elitism but i think it's they not, should it's not a it's not a matter of them going like Oh, let's pick the movies that are going to annoy people the most. If anything, I think after last year, because people were so mad about Green Book, inexplicably <laughs> mad about Green Book winning Best Picture, um, I, I, that, that they're like, okay, we need to not look like the Academy that gives Green Book. So, right, yeah. so we're gonna we're gonna do an opening number about female directors, but not actually nominate any female directors. So I, it's, it's I empty. I think they should lean into the elitism. This is what they need to do. They they <laughs> they need to lean into how out of touch they are so because just nominate only the movies of old white directors and what or, do you mean <laughs> or just or, or just like I think there's well you something... just think that because it would be funny to you <laughs> no 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 I think there's a, there's a certain amount of um like 
I think politicians, especially recently, um, do a lot of damage to themselves when they try to roll around in the mud um, with like normal with like normal people. Um, oh, okay. When they when they sort of when they sort of um, like react to the Twitter controversies so, and blah blah blah. So we're we're talking about the the Pokemon go to the polls. Politics. Yes, 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 uh-huh. yes, yes. Exactly. Um, they need to embrace the fact that they are. They are out of touch from the normal consumer. They are out of touch from the normal viewer. Uh, but that's okay. That's okay. That's I don't know. Who you, they... Do you mean by embrace it, like go up and and be on airs, or do you just mean go up and just not talk about these yeah, things? Go up and not talk about because these things. The other thing about the and... show is they're constantly every presenter, a lot of the winners were constantly name dropping things about different issues and completely not even things that are ridiculous i mean they're talking about important things like climate change but they're they're just dropped in in this way of kind of just like um like tokenistically i guess in a way that has no real weight or meaning i mean joaquin phoenix at least gave a speech that was a little bit more and some of the things he said were kind of absurd but but he had a more coherent direct point he was trying to make rather than just throwing in a little reference to climate change while introducing the award for best costume design, you know, which is just right. 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 It's so silly to me. Um, I mean, I just, but, but to me even worse than the, than the political we're one of you thing that's going on <laughs> is I almost think it was the comedy is worse. The attempts at comedy oh, yeah, they, are worse with the, with there were, there were probably a few exceptions. Olivia Coleman, whenever she's on screen, She's just naturally funny. Tom Hanks making fun of the guy who is really serious was kind of funny. Um, but for the most part, every time they're someone, they're not comedians. And even when comedians come on, like like uh, Martin and was it Steve Martin and Chris Rock? Yeah, yeah. They were like just. I mean, people were laughing in the audience, but they were just dying. At our house, I don't know. I thought it was terrible. I'm not sure if you were laughing. No, no, My I wasn't. Was, Monty Margaret was just going, "Oh, that's funny," but she wasn't actually laughing. But so but I don't the, know if it... <laughs> the weirdest thing about these shows, and this is why I say they need to embrace um, embrace their elitism, is they have they have a tendency to break the fourth wall mm-hmm. because they. I think what it is is they're trying to be relatable um, and failing miserable at it. Um, and I I honestly think actually Hollywood might look the worst when they are relatable <laughs> um you, you know what i mean because because they when they What's try an example of them being failing at being relatable though you mean when they the, the whole thing of talking about climate change no 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 when when they're when they're talking about oh isn't it goofy that we don't have a host oh wow oh that being means, self-aware that means the host is it's there's no host. Uh-huh. Oh boy, and that's something that the Twitter people talk about. So we gotta Yo, talk they, about it. Yeah, acknowledging. I don't know. I wish. I wish what the show was was like what the show was in 1927, where just one guy comes out and he says, "These are the nominees," and they reads them and then reads the winner, and then the person takes their award and then walks off stage, and then they do it for 24 categories. I I agree. I absolutely like that would agree. Be, oh, except. They could give a speech because I I do like the speeches. I do, I I like seeing the speeches whether they're crazy things or they're political 
or they're just thanking their grandma. I always find them interesting because for the most part, with the exception of, you know, Brad Pitt, they're mostly people who are not immensely famous and they're going up and they're getting this little moment to, and some of them will talk about, um, you know, just thanking their wife and talking about the people who, who, uh, you know, who helped them get to where they got. And that, that's usually nice. Quoting Karl Marx and. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the documentary woman, uh, <laughs> as, uh, quoting the communist manifesto but to, but to me even that is like that at least is more i find that more interesting and more on uh, uh, more honest thing than just doing these like half-assed jokes and half-assed political stuff going up and, and saying workers the world unite that's pretty ballsy like even that <laughs> like that i have more respect for you know what i mean so i guess so. i i um i wish it was more just focus of that None of these, I would cut every musical number. I mean, that waxes and wanes with whatever's nominated. Yeah, this year, sure. there were there were not really any good songs except for Randy Newman. And and I think you can kind of see why they do that, too. You know, like, like there, it adds an element of, um, of it being a, uh, multimedia event, you know, and it's more... And and it pads out the time a little bit, and you can kind of yeah, uh, the last thing we need, yeah. But yes, it's but, true. But you can see, like, like, oh, this is the this is the song that's nominated, and here's the song. You know, it's a little presentation. I get why they do that. I can I can see that. Um, but cut Eminem. Oh gosh, that was embarrassing. Although it did <laughs> that was the- okay. I mean, what, what, I mean that was. A- it's all a waste of time, but that at least was a good song. You know what I mean? It like, did give fun. the funniest reaction gif in the world. Of um, Scorsese? Yeah. yeah. That was funny. His daughter said on Instagram that it was really he was – he just closes his eyes when he listens to any music because he's, like, imagining, like, what he'd do with it or whatever. Um, I'm not sure if that's true, but but whatever it was, it was probably the biggest laugh. It was night. so funny. In fact, in fact, I think every great moment of the show was – every cut back to reaction of Martin Scorsese. Sure. Yeah. Cause he's just, he's just adorable. He's I just love that man. man. And, uh, whether it's getting, you know, shouted out by Bong Joon-ho or, or trying to sleep through Eminem, it was great. Maybe, maybe what would, what would make things better for me, um, is if instead of having, um, having actors who are, potentially the least relatable people in Hollywood, maybe in the world. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, having actors um, come up and present the, the awards, maybe have like, um, have like, here's the gaffer. Here's, <laughs> he's going to come up and, <laughs> and present well. the award. You've never heard of him. He might be goofy. He's a, he's a blue collar worker. You know what I mean? He's basically the blue collar worker of Hollywood. Um, <laughs> well, okay. That, that but then would, they I think lose that would... any few audience they see have whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, I but, mean, but that look, would... of course, I'd love for the entire Oscars to just be hosted by like some weird, longtime Hollywood, you know, stuntman or gaffer. Like, if, if they just if it was taken over by all the actual interesting people there, that would be hilarious. Yeah, exactly. Um, have Roger Deakins just host the whole thing? While yeah, on a podium, a hundred percent. Oh man. Um, cause like those are the people who, who are actually like the Deacons is becoming almost famous enough. He could be presenting an award. Yeah. I bet he, I bet he he, he's like a star and everyone loves him. But um, like, the, again, I'm going to say it for, for the fourth time, 
they're embrace that in order to embrace their elitism they need to they need to stop being relatable and be the the behind the scenes boardroom type people that they that they actually are but, but okay. i don't exactly <laughs> know what you're talking about Karen, because isn't that stars. more boring isn't it just more boring if they yeah exactly do, do they just come out and they monotonously no, they don't have to monotonously monotonously do anything they can they can judge it up a little bit but <laughs> but they they shouldn't script it they should just make the actors come out yeah. and just make up whatever they want to say no because and, and, and then if and renee zelliger goes on for five minutes just let her no, no. That would I just disagree. be that'd be a little too like Dadaist, I think. <laughs> um, but I don't know. Maybe I just have a problem with actors. I just think they're the least um, they're the <laughs> least interesting people in Hollywood. I I don't know. I I, I I'm trying to get to the what, what exactly is the core of the problem because I I don't mind having the actors come out and present things. It's just it's just the attempt. It's just the fake attempts at anything about at trying to stop stop this pretense of being entertaining just read the names and get to the awards that's all i care about we're making the bets with other people because that's that's the one thing that it's fun is we're yelling at each other at our house who got the right thing me and cause we're having our competition yeah but having to sit there and just sit through bad comedy with other people just not laughing it's just it's just uncomfortable it's like spare us of this nonsense yeah, I don't know. I don't know. They're all they're all awful people anyway, so. <laughs> what are you talking about? Brad Pitt's a great man. Yeah, I guess so. He's he's all right. Um What what else are we talking about, Cameron? Mm, I don't know. We're at an hour, so um This is the most this is the most lackluster episode <laughs> yet. We just have nothing to say about this. I wish we had a uh, I wonder if Mick would have thought about this or none of these other people. I'm curious. I am actually curious to see if if Mick like cares about the Oscars because I think most people just don't. Um, I talked to him. He hated it. No, yeah. Um, and he uh, and he didn't even really like Parasite that much. I mean, I will say I think this is probably. I don't know if it's the most fun Oscar party. Because I feel like those are they're always fun. Like the get together is fun. Yeah, it's the only time I'm. Uh, my family allows anyone to come to our house. So, you know, that's kind of nice. And you've made it to, I think, everyone yeah, I think since so. the spotlight year. Yeah. And, um, but I think in terms of the, um, the winner, in terms of what won in the year, it was probably the most, as much as we're, we're sort of crapping on the show, it, it, it was probably the most satisfying. Yeah. I, I, I was not disappointed the way where like Linklater lost everything the one year or where even when del toro won i was like all right whatever you know he's sort of not, but but it was not it was not um like this was genuinely we were we were getting pretty excited when bong just kept winning yeah so was, we're not getting excited like some of these people you see online where they're just losing their minds you know but i was happy for him yeah i agree yeah i mean i don't know how long can they do this the How Oscars. much money can they lose by doing this every year? They maybe they should make it, it a. They, they can't not do it. Maybe they should make it a, a like an every four year kind of thing, like a. a well, I wish they would Oscar. delay it. I mean, people have always talked about how it's it's better to choose the best movie in in five years. 
because then you actually have perspective on what really is the best film. Hmm. Yeah. Um, but of course, I mean, it's it's an industry. Yeah, yeah. Thing. It's like Mike and Jay are talking about. It's it's just like all these other industries where it's just it's like worker of the year or whatever. That's just what it is, except on a massive scale. It's not a, um, it's not really about objective quality. It's just about who we who we want to anoint this year. Sure. Um, yeah. Isn't it funny Trump got mad about, or he was <laughs> on Paris? Oh, I'm not supposed to say, <laughs> but he was. He didn't. Uh, uh, I did. Yeah. I'd, uh, um. Yeah, that was pretty that funny. was worse than I expected because my mom's like, you hear he talked about Parasite, and I thought he was going to be talking about Parasite in terms of either comparing his followers to the to the to the poor people in Parasite, or he's going to say that like this is the future liberals want. Like it was going to be one of these sort of things. <laughs> no, he said it was just the he movie. Was, he was just going, oh, it's a South Korean movie winning Best Picture. I was like, man, that's, <laughs> that's really dumb. Yeah, it was pretty dumb. Um. Man, we've really lost, run out of things to say if we're talking about Donald Trump. I think I think it's because the Oscars were just so un- uninspiring this year, honestly. Yeah. Well, I mean, we did talk about Parasite for like thirty minutes, so yeah, that's, that, that's good enough. More more interesting to talk about the actual movies. Do we should we talk about the movies we didn't talk about? Like you? Yeah, sure. Like, did you? Uh, you ended up seeing Ford v Ferrari in nineteen seventeen. After yes, yeah. we did last episode. Would those have made your top ten? Yeah, I think I think both of those probably would have. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm not sure. I haven't reworked it or anything, so mm-hmm. so I'm not sure where um, they would land. And I would probably adjust things mm-hmm. accordingly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I I loved I loved Ford v Ferrari, and I I loved 1917 too. Um, I thought both were were kind of masterful movies. Um, Technically brilliant. Yeah, and. Yeah. And it was kind of a no-brainer that that Deacons was going to win this year, you know. Of course, I yeah, we could have called it half a year ago, basically. Yeah, yeah exactly. Whenever they announced that it was doing a one-take movie, <laughs> um, and and did you like Marriage Story? I did, yeah. Um, did you, you? But not loved it. It's just you thought it was pretty good. It was good. It it wasn't like my favorite movie of the year. It wouldn't have been on my top ten, but no. um, but it was good. I mean, I think it was a. Uh, it was an interesting film, kind of bittersweet and mm-hmm. um, great performances. Yes, no doubt. Great, the, the leads especially. Yeah. Um, um, you know, I at do... the same time, it it just, uh, it's not, it's not like amazing. It's not incredible. I think I think everybody was kind of. I I was I was a little confused actually as to why it it got nominated. You know. But it wasn't bad. It wasn't two biggest stars in America. That's why I guess. <laughs> but big biggest stars of biggest franchises. I guess I don't know. But at the same time, it was because Richard Linklater made a much better movie about uh, a marriage under duress, and no one cared. Sure. sure. Um, and uh, and then Little Women, you you thought you liked it. I did. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> but not like a lot. You just thought. No, I I liked it. I thought it was I thought it was very good. Um, because people really love. It's interesting to see that the, the there's like the real life people, and then there's the online people, and and the online people are are basically taking over the film critic community. Yeah, yeah. And those people all seem to really get behind Parasite. Everyone liked Parasite, but the people who I talk to in real life kind of have a similar thing to 
not to me because I think it's a great movie. Most people say, "No, oh, that was that was a really good movie," but it, no, it had no business winning Best Picture. A lot of people didn't liked a lot of the other movies more. Um, anyone who saw Ford before Ferrari loved it. Um, Nineteen Seventeen loved it, but then it's online. People are talking about Ford v Ferrari like eh, it was pretty lackluster. No one really, you know, it felt like everyone was just phoning it in, right, other than the right. editors. I'm like, that was one one guy said that. I was like, I was like, really? Like you watched that movie and felt like like people were phoning it was phoned it in, in yeah. like Imitation Game or one of these like generic <laughs> biopics. Like, yeah. give me a break, man. Um, and then at the same time, the online people are rapturous over Parasite, Little Women. And then and marriage story, the Irishman seems to cross over, most is sort of liked universally. I think, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood yeah. is pretty liked universally. Yeah. The controversies about those two last movies are, are very minimal, even online. Most people online yeah. thought that was ridiculous. Yeah, but people adore Little Women, um, and and uh, I'm not gonna say I don't understand it because I can understand you like the the themes of the movie and you like the heart of the movie. I mean, Greta Gerwig is a very, makes these very heartfelt movies and, and you can tell they're made by a person who really cares about them. But I thought the movie was like a living nightmare. Um, <laughs> even though I didn't think it was that bad, but I thought it was, um, <laughs> living I felt I, I was watching it like in, it was torturous because I, I just, it was just so, so much chaos and, and, um, and so rushed and so little actual characterization, which is weird to say because there is characterization, but it's, it's just, it's just, um, it's so thin to me. It's just, it's just so much like so much crammed in and so much incident that it just overwhelms any actual emotions I felt towards the movie. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't really see that. I didn't feel <laughs> that necessarily. Um, I mean, I thought I thought I really liked the relationship um, between the sisters. Um, I really liked the... Um, there were some really interesting and really very emotional sequences, um, especially with the with the youngest sister. Um, I kind of liked that stuff because it was, it was the most simple. It was where the movie yeah. slowed down. I was like, okay. And then we'll cut away something else. I'd go, oh, God, stop it. And then she'd be playing the piano for Chris Cooper. I'd say, yeah. All yeah. right, all right. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I didn't really care about the, the love triangle necessarily. Did you uh, think, it, did you like it better or or worse than Little um, Lady Bird? Uh, it's hard to say because I, I feel like um, I don't think about Lady Bird that often. So, mm-hmm. like, I might. I might like Little Women better. I don't know. Oh my god! Um, but I, I feel like I would need to go back and watch and rewatch Little Women or Lady Bird is another one kind of like Parasite, where if you read the the reviews and the people online talking about the movie, you'd think, "Wow, people just love this movie like yeah. nothing else." Yeah. But but everyone I talked to, um, like I took my mother to see it. I think on Mother's Day because I was thinking it'd be a really sweet movie <laughs> to see. It was either Mother's Day or her birthday. And she came out and she's like, "Hey, Greta Gerwig, she's kind of not a great filmmaker. Like she just was not, not that impressed by it." Um, I mean, she's definitely good. I mean, she's gonna make more good movies, but um, yeah, I think you could sort of see that she's she's early in her in her career and early in her experience. I mean, I mm-hmm. think 
I think she's got a lot to, a long ways to mature, you know, and sort of, um, she has a very frantic, um, yeah, she has style. so much. It's like there's so much to say. In the yes, movie, yes. Which is she needs which to is, just focus on one thing. Yeah, one thing at a time. Which is better yeah. than just nonsense or not or having pretentiousness. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, um, but I feel like if that gets condensed down, she really because Ladybird has some really touching, moments, and, and even Little Women, there's some touching moments as well. Yeah. Um. But, but yeah, I just was like. I, I I'd probably should see Little Women again just to give it a chance, but but I I, just, I don't think it's as because I really as do I nightmarish like, as you say. I like Gerwig, I, I don't think I like, so. I like um, Saoirse you know, Ronan. I like Saoirse Ronan a lot. I like Florence Pugh a lot. Um, I I thought Saoirse Ronan was kind of my least favorite part of the movie, honestly, because um, I find I found her her character annoying. <laughs> yeah, I don't really like any of the characters in the movie other than the youngest sister but yeah. but the, i mean and the mother is kind of is nice as well but um i don't know florence Pugh burns her book and everything and that's not a reason to not that's not the reason i don't like the movie because i mean she's supposed to be doing something really awful yeah in that scene but you're like oh my god wow um i don't know i feel kind of dumb talking about this because people are just gonna say wow you don't like little women what are you hitler you know so right yeah exactly it wins you no friends yeah, I mean, I, I again, I think it's a good movie. I, I don't, I don't share your hatred of it. It's not hatred. It's you more said just middle of the road. You said nightmarish. Okay. <laughs> I think a movie could be nightmarish, but not be terrible. Um, you know. Yeah, but it wasn't meant to be nightmarish. It's called Little Women. No, I mean, but about... <laughs> no, the experience of watching it is night. Look, I mean, I had a bad experience because I was also watching it. I had a piece of popcorn kernel stuck in a tooth. I was trying to get it out, dig it out the entire time. So I was like going crazy and my tongue was arching my, it was just night. So that was hurting the experience. Um, But also at the same time, it was like the movie was so all over the place and and badly written. And I was very glad Taika Waititi won adapted screenplay. Oh, yes. Rather than her, because that Jojo Rabbit is a great movie. I love, the more. Oh, yeah, Jojo Rabbit is hated on the internet. Really? And everyone else in real life loves it. Is that true? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because people are, I mean, a a lot of the people find Jojo Rabbit to be, like, morally reprehensible or morally um, um, retrograde because of its sympathy towards quote-unquote sympathy towards nazism now i don't think any intelligent person could watch that movie and think that that taika waititi has sympathy towards nazism or he's trying to or even that he's trying to soften nazism in any way because the hitler he's playing is not it's not it's not meant to be hitler it's a child's imagination of hitler and i don't know how you could watch the last 30 minutes of that movie and think that he is softening you know, you're not seeing the the true atrocities of the Holocaust because it's set in one place, and it's but you it's, but, a, it's a child. But you don't think that that last thirty minutes is, is about a person being completely disillusioned and horrified yeah. by the people around him. I, I mean, it's like they watch the first twenty minutes of the movie because you watch just them them the, the summer camp version of Hitler Youth. You go, oh, this is a very poor taste. But um, <laughs> but I I. 
I think it's just, it's a crazy. I mean, it's one thing if it's just subjective and you the comedy just doesn't work for you. You know, I I find it funny, but um, it's another thing to say the movie is, you know, and then comparing it to Hidden Life as if that's a that's a valid comparison, which I saw a lot of people saying like Hidden Life. You know, he refuses to the end to be a Nazi, and then it's like how do these have anything to do each, with each other other than the, it's just Nazi, right? Um, <laughs> and when it's a child, um. It would be an interesting debate to see if, like, would Jojo Rabbit, would it become in poor taste and would it be bad if it was an adult autonomous Nazi, but the same scenario? Um, because then I think it would, the movie would then would be a little bit less um, justified in the kind of hokey attitude. But then again, the whole conceit of the movie wouldn't make sense because an oh, adult yeah, Nazi yeah. wouldn't have an imaginary Hitler. Yeah, but I think, I think you Hitler could friend. make... You could make a movie about a man who morally comes comes to recognize that that you know what what he's doing and what he's almost grown up to be to yeah, become or, is yeah. is not right. I think I think you could make that movie. Yeah, maybe you know you set it in sort of late Weimar Germany and mm-hmm. then throughout the course of of the rise to power and and then the. The war, I, I think, yeah, I think you could make a compelling movie about that. It'd be much more serious. It wouldn't be quite as funny or endearing or delightful, but. No. It would be, it's just like, I, I feel so, like, I, I feel like I'm losing my mind or I'm turning into just, um, what do they call it? They, there's like film bros is like a is like a is like a genre of like you just like fight club and the dark knight or whatever <laughs> but then there's like this category it's like film dad and i feel like I, am i just turning into one of these people who just likes i just like ford v ferrari and like clint eastwood movie because like my taste is just is it's it's going so far from what is now the the hip popular taste and i feel like i'm just losing my mind why i'm like really i'm supposed to pretend that like mario heller's movies aren't because for whatever reason they don't give a shit about (laughs) (laughs) no one cares about mario heller's movies and i think she's one of the best directors who's come up this last decade um no one cares about clint eastwood's movies now that he's perceived as being ultra right wing which is not true um but then i'm supposed to act like you know greta gerwig is the greatest thing ever it just doesn't make sense to me what are you looking up i'm just writing down your timestamp. oh i'm sorry Cameron. <laughs> i'm so sorry <laughs> uh, it's okay um i mean you must feel that too of, of just reading things online and going i don't know i i, I just feel like I, if I interacted with the people in real life who I see online, I'd, I'd have to just, it'd almost be like, you know, being around a very, very deeply religious person or something like that, where it's like, you have to put on airs of like, oh yes, Jojo Rabbit, just reprehensible. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe. Uh, I think you just don't care. You, you would just be, I mean, <laughs> I, I think there's an air of, um of I think most people online have a tendency to um to follow the winds of um 
of popularity mm-hmm. uh, with the other online crowd of people. Right. Um, in the same way that we were sort of talking about earlier, which won't make sense to anybody else, but um, <laughs> in the same way that it's 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 more convenient to um, to go with the go with a crowd than to right. than to stick your head out and right. uh, be your own unique individual. Yeah, there there are a lot of people who are kind of tastemakers, I guess. Yeah, online where it's it's you follow these people, the, the David Ehrlichs. Ira Madison's. I mean, these are different degrees of sure. lousy because Ehrlich's not horrible, but um, you know, other people who I won't mention, but but they're just following in line with whatever they like, I guess. Because it's not really, it's not really political. There's not really a political reason why the lighthouse is <laughs> held up as some great thing. You know, it's not. That's not a social justice movie. Um, and there's nothing about these other movies that I like that are anti, you know. No, it's, it's I, there's it, not a political I'm, reason. Yeah, it. it's just it's just there's certain things people. Um, You're going against the grain of of popular film culture. Yeah, to an extent. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Is this all we have to say, Cameron? That's all I've got to say. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap it up now. We're at one fifteen, so you know, oh, yeah. not not too bad, I guess. Yeah, we're we're just I think we're just depressed. <laughs> I don't yeah, more than anything. Something. Yeah. Um, if you like the show, uh, please subscribe and like. Um, uh, you can't even do that on on podcasting services. But uh, if you really like the show, you can give us your money. Um, on patreon.com slash ECFS podcast. Um, anything you want to promote, Juzo? Nope. Alrighty. Well, <laughs> uh, I guess we'll see you next week. <laughs>